I'm going to be very honest, very transparent, and very blunt with you. There is a chance the people who you love the most will stop speaking to you. If you have conflicting beliefs with your cultural background, it's actually more important that you lean into who you are because a lot of cultural beliefs are very dogmatic. They're not based on science. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Oh, he has his AirPods in so he can hear everything we say. I know, I know. It's a, a little bit of a pastime for me, Amy. When Alan runs to the bathroom, I try to make him laugh. Because he can hear everything. It's it's it happens fairly often. That's right, awesome. you wanna... I did not know that you tried to do that. Yeah, I do, I do. I have a lot of fun with it at his expense. All right, you want to do some questions? I would love to do some questions. Let's yeah. do it. All right. <clears throat> First question. Mm-hmm. How do you handle judgment or negative feedback from close friends and family as you grow more and more and start to do things in your life and for your business that are not seen as traditional? Or as a traditional route. So when Alan and I, we gave a, a podcast speech to a group of high school students. And one of the students asked me that same question of like, what do I, how do I get over my fear of judgment and people making fun of us podcasting? And I said, I think the first step is to have empathy. You got to understand the people who are tearing down your ideas don't believe in their ideas very much. And they, they might not be happy. I... I think of it this way, and this is just kind of an analogy, but when Alan and I were podcasting together in the studio and before that we were going to the gym and people would see us traveling, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if people didn't like us and said like, oh, that's a dumb idea because we're doing what we love every single day. If you're afraid of judgment, I would say, how much do you believe in what you're actually doing? I think that's a good place to start. And then I would say, really think about the type of people that are tearing you down. Like if somebody close to you is tearing you down because you want better or you want different, you want something non-traditional, it might be time to reallocate time with that relationship. At the end of the day, you have to check in with how much it matters to you, how fulfilled you are, the difference that you're making. It might look like Alan and I uh, just get to have a blast all the time. And we do when we're together on the mics, we, we get to have a, an awesome time, but it's so much deeper than this. Like there is nothing anybody in the world could say to me that would make me question what we're doing because at this point we've seen the impact. We've gotten the messages. We have the clients. We have an amazing team. We have supporting partners and supporting families. In the beginning, you have to double and triple and quadruple down on what you believe and understand that most people can't believe what you believe because they haven't experienced what you've experienced and you just have to trust. You have to trust and the pe- the right people will appear and the wrong people will get filtered out in time. Aim, are we still um, putting it in WhatsApp for the questions? Because I, otherwise I got to go in to? the bathroom for that first one. Yes, please. Did okay. you hear me trying to make you laugh when you're in the bathroom? That was hilarious. Yes, I did was you, laughing. Did, did you I giggle? I heard it. I heard it. Yes. I knew it. Yeah. I was giggling second. for sure. Sorry. No, no, He's don't be sorry. You're good. Okay. You're good. I just put it in WhatsApp for you. Okay. 
How do you handle judgment or negative feedback? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you have to practice it. So I don't talk about this that often either, but I, I for a very long time, I, I years, years I practiced um, overcoming my fear of judgment. It was extremely, my fitness modeling for, in particular. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me like do throwbacks. I'll do like throwbacks of modeling. Um, and I'll tell you what, it was very much exposure therapy of like, I'm going to post these photos on Facebook, even though some of them are modeling, fitness modeling, you know, me on the beach, blah, blah, blah. And the, one of the reasons why, and people don't didn't know this at the time, but was actually so that I could learn how to be judged and criticized. Um, there's a, a great video by Eddie Pinero, one of my clients. Uh, it's, it's, I forget what the name of the video is, but for the years, literally years, I would wake up every morning and listen to Ode to Excellence, which I still do every single morning. But the second one was basically about judgment. If anyone is curious about this video, I will send it to you. I still have it on my playlist. Like DM me, I'll send you the video. It's basically just this, this epitaph for lack of better phrasing of like, listen, what's ordinary and normal is, is what most people statistically value. So when you go outside of that, you are literally basically going to be shamed or guilted or criticized by the people who are in that normal, whether that's quitting drinking or whether that's doing bodybuilding or whatever, whatever it is. And you just have to expect that. What is an epitaph, epitaph, epitaph? Uh, like a, like a monologue, like a, like a Interesting. poem slash monologue slash learn something new, learn something yeah. new every day. I think, I think learn something new every day. Sorry, Amy. That's all right. I didn't know what it was either. So I'm glad that you asked. We both, the question. we both learned. <laughs> um, you think right. <laughs> I could what? be completely off. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was a really good word. True. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Um, how are we, how are we able to combine all parts of us to be truly who we're supposed to be? Practice pra- awareness first. Awareness first. Practice second. Um, I do believe now more than ever that self awareness is like the key to everything. You have to understand holistically who you are as a human being before you can start practicing it. It's like um, if you want to build a house and you walk up to a construction site and there's a bunch of different materials, then you know what you can build with that. It's like, oh, we have a little wood. We have some bricks. We have some concrete. You know, we don't have any of this. We don't have any glass. So there's not going to be any windows unless we do something different. Self-awareness. Check in with yourself. Who do you think you are? Who do you want to be? What are what are you missing between who you are and who you want to be? And and then kind of go from there. It's not th- this whole thing is very difficult. Like leaning into who you really are is difficult, particularly if you don't know who you are yet. It's almost like that's part one is figure out, like Alan said, figure out who you actually are, and then you can lean into it. I just think it's self awareness and practice. Uh the best way that I can try to answer this strong work Kev, is, and I've said this before, but um, learning who you are is an infinite game. Uh, and I'll use the analogy of Emilia and I are in an intimate relationship. And one of the things that I promised her at the beginning of our relationship is that I'll never stop learning you. And the reason why is because 
I don't want to ever pre presuppose that I know her fully because then I'll stop learning her and that won't let her have the room to evolve. But you got to do that with yourself too. So even just this week, I sliced some of my critical numbers that I, I was going to go get my pro card as a men's physique athlete. For the longest time, it was going to be my identity that I'd be the greatest natural aesthetic men's physique fitness model on the planet. That was, that was an identity. That was a goal. That was a dream. That was a childhood dream, just like Musket the American Revolution. These are childhood dreams, and I outgrew them. And so it was very hard for me to strip that old part of myself. Again, how are we able to combine all parts of us to be truly who we're supposed to be? First, you have to understand what parts of you need to evolve and grow and what ones you want to hang on to. Um, I remember I was interviewing um, Carol Gillen, and she talks about IFS, emotive family, IFT, emotive family therapy. I forget internal the exact family systems. internal family systems. Much better. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. And she basically said, there's a part of me that wants a Big Mac and a Coke right now. I'm not going to honor that part of me right now, but you have to acknowledge it and then get to know it. And so I think it's an infinite game of getting to know yourself. There, there's a little kid in all of us. There's an adventurer in all of us. There's a an ambitious person in all of us, aspirational. I, I one of the one of the things that I'm really good at unlocking in people, I think, is their aspiration. I think that I naturally bring it out. If you're not aspirational and 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 I know deep, deep, deep down you are, but you've kind of like exiled that part of you, I'm telling you I will I will bring that out in you. Um and that's I think part of my purpose. So you but I didn't know that. I looked back on my life and I saw that that's what I've been doing my whole life. And so now I understand that. So however old you are, think of that age. Okay. So I'm 33. Kevin's 32. Okay. At 31, you add one year to it. I want you to be more aware of who you are by that time. And then more aware the next year and more aware the next year. It's an infinite game. It's a constant search. It's a constant progression. We're all born and we don't know who we are or what we like and don't like our core values, core aspirations. We don't know. I think deep, deep, deep down intuitively we know what our destiny is, but it's a constant search and progression. Damn. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Balthalon and I just finished Next Level Group Coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. But during the entire course and the program, I figured out it's not something that I wanted to do, it's something I needed to do. It helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking. Every two weeks, I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to you know, upgrade your life and get to that next level, definitely sign up for the group coaching. How do we know if we are not around the right people, places, things, and ideas? Go ahead, Alan. I answered first. It'll it'll cause regret. Shame, guilt, regret, remorse. Um, you'll have an icky feeling. You won't be fulfilled. <clears throat> so after an experience, you'll you'll feel energetically off and you'll feel almost icky like like you need to take a shower to cleanse yourself. Um you'll kind of know and your ego will try to tell you a story like, no, 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 it's not that bad. Like it's no big deal. Like it's okay. Like, you know, but you'll know deep down if you really want to listen. Um, for, for example, if you've ever been around people that make racist jokes or, or like just are really, really, um, negative or toxic afterwards, you feel like 
crappy, kind of. You know, you just don't feel good. And so only you can know for you, but basically it will be unfulfilling and you won't feel fulfilled. You'll feel icky. Very scientific. Very scientific. Icky. I think there's seasons. There's seasons in life where you get your awareness raised and then you reflect on something and realize, oh, that's no longer in alignment. Alan and I have people... There, there was people in our life who we lives we spent time with, and in retrospect, it's like I don't even want to. I don't want to be connected to that person at all. I don't want that person as a client. I just don't want that person in my life because it's no longer aligned. I think that's. I think that's a huge part of it. And the the question I always ask is: Is this person the best from my past or the best for my future? What is your relationship based on? Are they helping you get to your goals or is your friendship, relationship, whatever it is, based on nostalgia? That's a really tough thing to admit. If, again, this is this is the hardcore, the, the heart-driven, but no BS. It's, yeah, cool, we went to high school together. Cool, we went to preschool together. Cool, we've been friends since we were in diapers, but I'm not in diapers anymore and I want something different. Is this relationship going to serve me into getting that or not? And it's a very hard question, but you have to ask yourself that. Like Alan said, you know, when you leave the room, you know whether or not you got closer to your dreams. You know whether or not you were who you really wanted to be in that room. You have the answers. It's, I don't think it's about knowing whether or not. I think it's about doing with the right, you know, doing with the awareness. The doing part is the hard part. The knowing part, I think, is somewhat in, intuitive, like Alan mentioned. Uh, I just had a breakthrough, Kev. I get these often. Tends to, I should just tends have to you have you talk all the time. Yeah, get yeah, breakthroughs. No. Yeah. Here's the the is this person making me better? Remember, some of the people. Okay, there's some people who dislike me strongly. That's okay. I guarantee you, I'm making them better in some way. If they wanted to admit that, there's I don't I don't think there's anyone in my life that wouldn't say if they really were honest that he did make me better. And and. I think that's how you know. Again, how do we know when we are not around the right people? These people don't make me better. They make me worse. They make me less of who I aspire to be, not more. I want to amplify the best parts of each person, and including me. That's in my purpose prayer every single day. And, and that's a good tell is ask yourself that tough question. If the answer is no, this person's not making me better, there's your answer, even if it's family. Last one, Aim. Sure. My cultural background has a very large impact on who I am and the relationship with my family. Sometimes that goes against the grain of being true to myself. Is there a way to create a balance between the two? Uh, it's so hard. That's such a hard one. There, there was somebody in my life who came to me and said, hey, I really want to lean into who I am as a human being. And I said, okay. I'm going to be very honest, very transparent, and very blunt with you. There is a chance the people who you love the most will stop speaking to you. And I said, and this, I don't know if this lands, Alan, you and I have, I've said this before and you said that probably won't land, but it lands for me. So I'll at least put it out here as an example. But if, if the people that are doubting you or holding you back died tomorrow, or died in five years or 10 years, and you didn't chase your goals because of that, I guarantee you would regret it. I am certain of it. I know for a fact you would. 
you would regret it because they're no longer here and you're still here with your time remaining. It's it's one of those things of, like I said, prepare for feedback. What level of truth are you willing to live and what level of repercussions are you willing to accept? I don't know that I can give much better of an answer than that. It's it's a very hard thing. It's closest when it's to home. It's closest to when it's people that you love. But are you willing to be so authentic that you risk losing everybody close to you? I think that's the balance is where, what are you willing to, to lose? You can go all in and put your $100 bill on the table, but you might lose that $100. You can put $20 on the table and you might only lose 20. I think that's a personal decision. And it also depends on the community you have. It depends on the support you have around you. That would be my my truth. A very tough question. Very tough question. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whoever that is that's going through that. That's that's tough. Yeah. Uh, suppression is very very negative, and and a lot of a lot of religion and culture actually has quite a bit of suppression in it when you really look at it. Um, and you look at the origins, the best way to answer this question is Emilia and I just surpassed 60 weeks in a row doing relationship talks with amazing couples all over the world. And there's two relationships in particular that I didn't even notice this until we started talking about it, but they're interracial couples and they said they struggle so much and they've been struggling with all this stuff. And I was like, holy crap, I like can't even believe that's still a thing. Like that, that they're still struggling with that same thing. And kudos to them because they're one of the partners in these these couples, their family is against it. And I literally this past weekend said like, good for you guys. Like seriously, like it's bigger than you, what you're doing. What you're doing is bigger than you. And I genuinely, you know, one of these people I've known for years, I didn't even notice. I'd known him and his wife and, you know, I didn't even notice until we started talking about it. And it's just wild. So so that's what I would say is it's bigger than you. If you have conflicting beliefs with your cultural background, it's actually more important that you lean into who you are because a lot of cultural beliefs are very dogmatic. They're not based on science. Um, they're very suppressy at times. You know, there's some cultures that suppress women. And I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, there's a reason why terrible leaders in the past have burnt books because free thinking, intelligent individuals are harder to control. And if anyone, I'll tell this story quickly too, and then, and then I'll get off this. I was in the gym once. I've told this story on the podcast before and I was getting ready for my workout and I'm putting on, uh, uh, I always listen to like Jordan Peterson or, or Eddie P or something motivational, uh, the rock, whatever. And this person came over to me and I was getting ready to go into the gym. I was in the locker room and he put a flyer in my face, young, young kid. And I'm like, uh, can I help you? I took my AirPod out. Like, can I help you? What's going on? He's like, you're going to burn in hell for eternity if you don't come to this sermon on Sunday. And I said, excuse me, sir. I don't know who or what you are or what you're trying to do. No one's going to make me burn in hell for eternity because I don't show up to something on Sunday. Please get out of my face. And it's like, there's nothing that bothers me more. So this cultural background, I don't know what it is, and I'm not saying it's bad or good. It might be very good. I don't know. 
But I will tell you that if there's something inside of you that's telling you there's parts of it that are not aligned, it is up to you as a leader to do something about that and to lean into who you are because otherwise the world's not going to evolve the way that it's supposed to and human consciousness won't evolve the way that it's supposed to. The 21st century, it's game time, guys. Women are not suppressed anymore. We've got more entrepreneurial women than ever in history. Like, it's the time to to get rid of dogmatic BS belief systems and to start leaning into expression. And and if you're being suppressed in any regard by any sort of religious dogma or background culture, blah, 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 like it's time to really overcome that as a collective. Week number 86 in the books. Thank you, as always, for wonderful questions. Amy, thank you for asking so wonderfully the wonderful questions. You're welcome. Yeah, grateful for that. Uh, Next Level Nation, we have a free course, totally free, on our website. Also, if you're listening to this in the future, it'll be in the show notes. But it's we took five points that have helped us in our life tremendously. And I genuinely, being the short-term profitability guy, said, hey, we should be charging for this. And Alan was like, no, we should give it away for free because it's valuable and people will love it. And I said, awesome, cool, let's do that. So if you really want to get to the next level, it's a nice little free course to get you there. And again, totally free, no strings attached. That was powerful. Good one. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. That last question in particular got me a little bit, but it's good. Thank you so much for all the questions. Thank you, Amy, for asking them. Uh, Week 86 is a lot. Next Level Nation, as always, and Amy and everybody else, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. 86 weeks strong, and we we haven't missed, and you guys keep showing up, and we're grateful for that. So at Next Level U, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Say bye, Amy. Bye. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.